Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So a man named Bob Salem. Uh, started his feet last Saturday by pushing a peanut with his nose up Pike's Peak in Colorado. (laughs) Uh, He claims that uh, I don't think I'm nuts. I think I'm eccentrically challenged. Um, yeah. It's part of the Pike's Peak Peanut Pusher Club. And man, when you want to be part of a club, you want to be part of the Pike's Peak Peanut Pusher Club. There's no doubt about that. So the club started as a bar bet in 1929. And Salem is trying to be the first person since a rockabilly star did it in the 60s. Uh, I'm, you know, like back in 1962 or something like that. Uh, just incredible. Um, so he uses like a spoon wrapped around his head and then it pushes it up the, up the hill with his peanut pusher (laughs) and it takes days. So if you go to the peanut pusher tracking club, he began his attempt last Saturday and he expects to be done by July 17th. So, Okay. Uh, I get it. If you're listening live today, it is the 15th of July, 2022. So he, uh, he, uh, wants to be done by the 17th of July. Good luck. I hope that you reach your goal and push that peanut all the way to the top and get the award or the prize or the golden peanut from the Pike's peak peanut pusher club now i said the last time that it was done was back in the 60s early 60s 62 or 63 but it began 93 years ago uh someone pushed a peanut 14,115 feet and they did it by pushing a peanut with their nose up to pike's peak why (laughs) why just why because you can jeff i don't think i'm nuts i think i'm eccentrically challenged welcome welcome to chewing the fat so subway still fighting their 100 percent tuna claim And now a federal judge uh, said, you know, I'm not really ready to take your word that it's 100% tuna. So I'm not going to dismiss the lawsuit brought against your chain for misrepresenting what goes into your tuna product. So the suit was brought against Subway. We talked about it when it happened back in 2021. And it was after the New York Times uh, did a story that found no evidence (laughs) 
<laughs> of amplifiable tuna DNA in the tuna offerings at three different subway locations. Really remember? And we they used the case that it had been frozen and then had to be traveled. It, it was uh, it was a shipped outside of a frozen container and in a frozen container, something like that. And they just couldn't say to subway was like, no, that, that that's why. Oh, okay. So uh, subway claims that any non-tuna DNA found in its tuna comes from eggs in the adjacent mayonnaise or contact with other meats. Of course, there's tuna in our tuna sandwich. We say it. So it's gotta be true. There's a hundred percent tuna in our tuna sandwiches. Right. Good news for Subway tuna sandwiches, though. It looks as though uh, NYPD police officers may soon uh, not have to be tested for pot. I know. So they can be, you know, nice and high and get their Subway sandwiches while on duty. It'll be awesome. Really. They can just sit there and wait for uh, speeders to go by. And as they're sitting there, they can... Oh, is that guy speeding? Ah, never mind. Let him go. So they haven't stopped it yet, but they're talking about making it go away soon. Oh, okay. Now they released a statement saying that they would halt the tests. And NYPD said, no, 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 wait a second. We are mulling over the idea. We're not making that go away just yet. So I think that was leaked to, uh, you know, light a fire under their butt or light a fire on the. (sighs) Oh, you know, the bosses that don't want us to be high on the job. But uh, we relaxes us and makes us want to do better. Know what I'm saying, dude? <laughs> so now they're saying, well, wait, we're not going to drug test uh, a member unless we think that they're, you know, their suspicion of a member being impaired by marijuana on the job. Oh, oh okay. Because I thought they weren't permitted to use cannabis at all. Well, yeah, that's where they're, you're at right now. They can't use it at all. So they'd automatically be fired if they tested positive for marijuana. Wow. So in today's world, being fired for the use of marijuana, well, we can't have that, which is why it leaked that, you know, maybe we're just not going to test it anymore. And, uh, you know, it's fine. You want to smoke a little dope? Don't worry about it. As long as you're not doing it, <laughs> they're not firing up the bong in the car i know the old police officers are like what uh that just sets a bad example what's next shooting heroin yeah yes that's what's next you let people smoke pot once in a while what's next yeah we're gonna shoot heroin it will bring up some interesting questions though if something happens while a, an officer is on duty And it's, you know, they test him and they were either high or had marijuana in their system. Ooh, that brings up some, uh, some serious lawsuits, but so does alcohol doing the same thing. And in today's world, I feel like marijuana is in the same, uh, the same company as alcohol. Um, and what's next heroin. Did you see that we are about to have eight 
billion people on the planet. Eight billion. That's amazing. Uh, holy cow. I mean, that's, uh, that's a lot of people. <laughs> that's a lot of people. In 1999, we had six billion. In 1960, we had 3 billion. So now we're going to have 8 billion in 2022. And just eight countries will account for more than half of the increase in the world population up to 2050. So the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, Egypt, Ethiopia, India, Nigeria, Pakistan, the Philippines, and Tanzania. The rest of the world, uh, apparently uh, not doing enough business, uh, not creating enough babies. Okay, so they need to get on it and start taking care of a little business. When you look, I mean, the birth rates are way down. But when you look at the uh, two biggest, most populated countries, China and India, right? They've been neck and neck. And they're really, for all intents and purposes, tied now. And according to projections, uh, the only country that's uh, taking care of a little business and uh, going up is India. Uh, China, not so much. They're going to be going down. According to projections from the United Nations, you're looking at India increasing to 1.5 billion by 2099. I'm sorry. Yeah, 1.5 billion by 2099. And China dropping down to under a billion, under 800 million in by in the same time frame of 2099. And starting right now, China is going to go downhill. Now they're, you know, still will be over a billion until 2060, uh, something like that. And then maybe even 2070. And then, you know, then they're below a billion. But India continues to rise. And they reach uh, over 1.6 billion, and then they start to drop down a little bit by that. But once you, you know, once you get 1.6 billion, <laughs> yeah, you drop down a few million. Ah, so what? So just incredible. I, I just find that amazing that we're going to have eight billion people on the planet. It's a little crowded, is it? Though you know, is it really that crowded? I don't think so. I mean, there's a lot of space uh, around the world that is unpopulated. So maybe we populate them. But where are we going to get the food? Uh, that's another question. And we need energy uh, to house and, and feed and heat and cool. I mean, it's, it's an amazing feat. And we need, to, uh, we need to look into it. And I don't know that windmills or solar panels are going to do it. At least not now. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Ah. You see where the most expensive bottle of champagne sold for $2.5 million, NFTs, included the non-fungible tokens have gone in the last year from relatively obscure blockchain technology to a market valued at around 44 billion dollars oh okay now they claim these entrepreneurs and brothers uh hey stocks are in the bear market crypto has crashed but uh, we're putting our money into something more unusual a bottle of champagne 
with the digital tokens attached. <laughs> okay, well, good luck. Have I mentioned that the uh, feds just broke up the largest known NFT scheme to date? I know. So this, uh, the uh, Baltimore field office of Homeland Security Investigations uh, has an indictment of a Vietnamese national for his involvement in an unprecedented cryptocurrency-related fraud scheme. Lee Antone, 26. Lee Antone. That's not, I don't even have any idea what accent that is was charged with one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit international money laundering in connection with a scheme involving the baller ape non-fungible tokens they say uh, they're always looking at new trends of course homeland security investigations always looking at new trends uh in criminal organizations and the criminal organizations now are exploiting uh you know nfts the cyber criminals use the emerging market of non-fungible tokens to prey on investors seeking to diversify their portfolios and stole 2.6 million in cryptocurrency oh okay uh they allegedly involved in the you know the baller ape club which is an nft investment project that sold nfts in the form of various cartoon figures including the figure of an ape according to the indictment Shortly after the first day, Baller Ape Club NFT were publicly sold. Uh, Tuan and his co-conspirators engaged in what is known as a rug pull, ending the purported investment project, deleting its website, and stealing the investors' money. Oh, okay. So based on blockchain analytics, shortly after the rug pull, Tuan and his co-conspirators laundered investors' funds through chain hopping a form of money laundering in which one type of coin is converted to another type and funds are moved across multiple cryptocurrency blockchains twan and co-conspirators co-conspirators also use decentralized cryptocurrency swap services to obscure the trail of baller ape investors stolen funds but hey you go spend that two and a half million on that bottle of champagne and the NFTs attached. Okay? I'm sure it's a smart investment. Now, I'm not an investment broker, so maybe it is. Good luck. God bless. So it looks like uh, Netflix is going to have a uh, ad-supported tier to their uh, platform. Uh, they just uh, announced that they're going to partner with Microsoft to help roll out its new ad-supported offering later this year. They uh, generated, uh, I guess they, they claim they generated $10 billion in advertising sales last year. So they want to uh, partner with uh, Microsoft and get this ad tier going. Now, of course, the stocks are up and that makes everybody happy at Netflix. Yay! And of course, you know, Microsoft has proven ability to support all our advertising needs as we work together to build a new ad-supported offering. That's Netflix CEO Greg Peters. Uh, more importantly, Microsoft offered the flexibility to innovate over time on both the technology and sales side, as well as strong privacy protections uh -huh, for our members. So I know that Microsoft was, I mean, uh, Netflix was talking to uh, Google and they had uh, they had set up uh, 
talks with uh, Yahoo. I, I don't know. Uh, they were talking to everybody to uh, see what was going on, and they decided to go with Microsoft. Now, they claim that what's going to happen is they're going to have an ad tier, which is not adding ads to Netflix as you know it today. We're adding an ad tier for folks who say, hey, I want a lower price and I'll watch ads. Well, that's, hello, that's what many of the streaming platforms are doing. Uh, We're not adding uh, ads to Netflix as you know it today. We're adding an ad tier. So you could still get Netflix without commercials, but if you want commercials and it's cheaper, then they'll pay for that. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Ted. Uh, Ted Sarandos, CEO. We didn't figure that one out. We couldn't noodle that out. So anyway, that's coming. That is coming. And, you know, it might be worth it. Although, you know, ads drive me crazy. We've talked about it many times. Uh, Commercials drive me crazy. But commercials pay for the world. That's how things get paid for. That's how this show comes to you. Uh, You know, of course, subscriptions to Blaze TV, subscriptions to these platforms uh, help pay uh, for the platform and pay for your viewing, uh, for your, your viewership. It's important, I know, but it just, you know, it's, it's just the way of the world now. And it's, it's very, well, I mean, if you, if you can pay for it, pay for it. <laughs> you can quote me on that. If you can pay for it, pay for it. Netflix is really getting to the point now where it's not worth the non ad tier price. Uh, I know that they've, you know, they've got plenty of Netflix content. I know they've got a new Netflix show. Uh, I think it starts today, as a matter of fact, uh, called The Gray Man, which is going to be released uh, in theaters and on Netflix, I think, the 22nd, not this weekend, next weekend, uh, with Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans and Anna Diarmas and uh, Raja Jean Page. It's a global action thriller from the Russo brothers. And, you know, the promos look pretty good. But is that enough to keep me? I don't know. Have they done enough this year with Netflix content to keep me for 20? I'm still paying, so I guess they have. But I'm questioning. (laughs) LGBTQ. I'm at the Q. I'm questioning. As long as we're talking about the tech guys, how's things going over at Facebook? Haven't heard from them in a couple of weeks. Remember we had uh, the big uh, big company meeting where Zuck said, uh, oh, you know, realistically, there are probably a bunch of people at the company who shouldn't be here. Oh, really, Mark? Because you haven't stopped hiring in quite some time. I mean, they're already saying that, uh, you know, um, this might be a downturn that we have not, uh, we're not looking forward to. Uh, it might be one of the worst downturns in recent history. So, you know, we were going to hire about 10,000 engineers. Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, with uh, let's maybe let's tap that down to six or seven thousand. Wow. Uh, over a third. <laughs> OK. All right. No problem. Almost half. I bet it reaches more than half. We've decided that, you know what, you guys over at Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, uh, all under the meta umbrella, uh, maybe you can do a little bit more. And if you don't feel like you can do a little bit more, maybe you ought to not be here. Uh, I think we just need to have all our uh, chief product officers 
looking to, uh, you know, operate leaner and meaner. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And maybe, uh, maybe you ought to shut your face when you're out here working. Uh, we don't care about your politics. Uh, we really want you to just work, okay? So that's kind of a new thing here at Facebook because we've got the downturn going on and we'd really just like you to work and not relax and play ping pong, okay? <laughs> so how's it going? How's it going over there? We haven't heard. I'm sure they're fine. I'm sure they're fine. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who died today? Who died today? Very sad. Ivana Trump, the first wife of former President Donald Trump, uh, passed away. Uh, remember, she, you know, had they had the scandalous divorce, and uh, she died in uh, in her Manhattan apartment. They haven't uh, announced exactly the cause of death, but they found her. They found her at the bottom of a set of stairs, unresponsive. They believe there was a cardiac arrest. They don't know if she fell and had a cardiac arrest or if she had a cardiac arrest and fell. But uh, the police are investigating uh, to see what exactly happened. But it doesn't look like any foul play is uh, is thought about. We're just, we don't know if she had the cardiac event and fell or fell and that caused the cardiac event. Uh, the Trump family released a statement uh you know, how deep sadness that we announced the passing of our beloved mother. Of course. I mean, of course. And, you know, she was an incredible woman. And then uh, Donald, uh, pretty amazing, uh, released a, a statement that was, uh, that was very nice. Um, I'm very saddened to inform all of those that loved her, of which there are many, that Ivana Trump has passed away at her home in New York City. She was a wonderful, beautiful, and amazing woman who led a great and inspirational life. Her pride and joy were her three children, Donald Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. She was so proud of them, as we were all so proud of her. Rest in peace, Ivana. That was nice because they had a troubled marriage, man. Uh, it was, you know, covered worldwide. <laughs> Trump, uh, you know, I had an affair with Marla Maples and then that split and it was finalized in 92. And she was, you know, she was the heroine of, uh, you know, spurned wives everywhere. Remember, she was in the first wives club. Don't get mad, get everything. <laughs> she was, and Ivana got married a few times. I mean, she was married four times, once to Donald and uh, two other times. I think she was, Married uh, once before Donald and a couple times after. 
And uh, she had her clothing line and jewelry and beauty products. And she had selling books. And she just wrote one not long ago called Raising Trump. Uh, Because Trump was president when this book was going to come out. Because she had, I remember an interview where she talked about having a direct number to the White House. And she said she talked to Donald every couple of weeks or so, but she didn't like to call him at the White House, uh, the direct number, because Melania is there. And uh, I don't want to cause any kind of jealousy or something like that. Uh, I'm basically first Trump wife, okay? I'm first lady. <laughs> That's a little slap to Melania. No problem. And she, you know, she had a great documented journey of the American dream, too. She grew up under communist rule in Czechoslovakia, uh, then married the future president, had three children, became, you know, rich and famous in the United States of America. It's almost as if, and it's almost as if, and this is just me throwing it out there, that the former president, Donald Trump, has a type. Ivana Trump, dead at the age of 73. Rest in peace. So we all know that the airlines are in trouble. I mean, there's headlines and stories every day of delays and how they're paying people to get off and paying people to wait and they're losing luggage. And I realize that they're having a tough time. I get it. It's been a, you know, it's been a tough couple of years, but uh, no more money from us would be nice. Not going to happen, but would be nice. But I see where a flight attendant Uh, According to this headline, issues a stark warning to people who fall asleep on planes. Why? Do we get robbed or somebody going to steal or take our stuff or or do we get uh, assaulted? What happens? No, 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 no. Passengers, uh, man, if you, uh, it's unhygienic to rest your head against the windows. They might not be particularly clean. Oh, yeah, you don't, uh, you're not the only one that has done that. So you don't know how many people or children have wiped their hands or other things all over the window. <laughs> many passengers like to relax and take a nap during flights across the world. But there are germs that remain on surfaces in the aircraft uh, that you are going to, you don't want none of. Okay. He advised uh, people that are flying now to don't not wear shorts. You shouldn't wear shorts either. Why? Yeah, uh, it's the same thing as the window. You never know how clean the seat's going to be. So if you have pants, you're going to have less germs. <laughs> I mean, that bodes well with me. You get off the plane, don't be touching things. And when you get to the hotel or the room, get your flying clothes off, man. Take a shower and hose yourself down from airplane germs. I thought they were supposed to be clean. They had the air filters. Everything was fine. No problem. But uh, if you're going to wear shorts because you want that increased level of comfort, no. Don't do that, okay? Uh, Also, uh, like when you use the uh, toilet on the airplane, yeah. Um, Don't don't push the flush button with your bare hands. Honestly, it's super unsanitary and pretty gross. So when you flush, use a napkin or tissue that's in the lavatory. Okay, no problem. (laughs) Thank you. 
uh, you know, and also when boarding, it's polite to step into your row and allow other passengers to pass behind you. It's okay to take a few extra minutes to get ready, but please step into the aisle and wait for a lull in traffic. Duh, that's just common courtesy. You know, that's part of the problem with flying today. Nobody has any common sense, common courtesy flying. They're wearing shorts. They're resting their nasty, smelly, sweaty face up against the window, letting little Timmy pick his nose and rub his hand on the window when he's looking at the clouds as we're taking off. And then you put your head on there and get those nasty germs in your hair. <laughs> don't, don't do that, okay? And I saw another tip from uh, another flight attendant or the airlines or some you know expert on flying talking about luggage that uh, you know if if the best way to not lose your luggage of course is to no check uh, I'm a big fan of that no checking uh, I, in fact I've you can quote me on that no checking I really believe in that sometimes it's unavoidable I know but if you're traveling outside of the US they were saying uh, that you some countries don't automatically move your luggage with you so you it's you need to remember to go pick it up otherwise it's stuck in whatever country you're in and i don't even know if you get a oops sorry didn't mean that i think you get well you should have known and then you have the passengers that get delayed and then their luggage gets delayed or goes on to another stop uh, from the plane before and ends up there or gets delayed at another stop and never makes it to its destination. I mean, it's a nightmare. And they do a pretty good job. I, I think the numbers were pretty reasonable. I feel like the numbers were pretty reasonable on lost luggage. But it's just, you know, you don't want to be the one, right? Uh, sure, it's fine when it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it as long as it's not me. I mean, it's kind of like divorce. I'm fine with it as long as it's not me. Uh, there's some big money divorces coming down too. I see where one of the co-founders of Google, Sergey Brin, a divorcing, they filed for divorce. He's worth $93 billion. <laughs> so somebody's going to make a little bit of money. Uh, he filed for divorce. Uh, against his with his marriage uh, to Nicole, a lawyer and entrepreneur, is she who is in her late thirties, citing irreconcilable differences. Now she's, you know, they've been married and got a little bit of time, so they want joint custody of their daughter. He's not seeking spousal support from Shannon. Wait, he's asking that she not, and ask, is asking that she is not awarded it either. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Sergey, I don't know if you know this, but you're the one worth $93 billion, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, it, this could be a big one. This could be an ex one of the big expensive ones. I know, you know, we had Bezos and Gates and Elon's paid out some cash, but uh, Brent could be paying out some cash here too. And he's busy working on his airships. I mean, he, he really thinks that the, uh, you know, the airships are the you know they're the thing of the past but the future and he's building them they could speed up delivery and aid in disaster zones carry air cargo much more cheaply than freighters and cut aviation emissions so we're gonna have blimps everywhere great nothing more than i want than to have 
blimps everywhere. I see where it's reported that Rupert Murdoch and Jerry Hall are getting a divorce. That would be the fourth divorce for Rupert uh, after six years of marriage with Jerry Hall. Um, I would say, I mean, Rupert is worth what? 14, 15 billion, something like that. On top of, uh, you know, being in charge of all these companies. I don't know that Jerry wants any of that, but, uh, we'll see. I know he's, this could be just bull because I know that, uh, you know, he still posts that he loves, you know, Jerry and they're just happy, happy, happy. And they haven't commented on the on the reports that they're getting a divorce, which may be a sign. Um, it looks, I, she probably has some kind of prenup with Rupert though. Right. I mean, he's got six children. He's got a couple of, he's got, you know, he's been divorced before. Uh, you know, Jerry's got a little bit of cash. I don't know how much, I, you know, I wonder how much Jerry Hall is worth. It can't be that much, but I mean, she's probably made a little bit of cash in her lifetime. And so, you know, Jerry Hall. Yeah. I mean, she's been a model. She's made about, she's worth about 20 million, according to the internet. So even if she's only worth 10 million or something like that, she can live a pretty good life. Not the life that Rupert has provided, though. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with Rupert and Jerry. I see where Valerie Bertinelli is looking for a divorce. Her ex, Tom Vitel, he's asking for spousal support. He claims he just earns $16 an hour. She makes, you know, a, a lot of money. Valerie does uh, quite a bit of work. Uh, I mean, she makes 180000 I don't know, a month, an episode, whatever she's making for, uh, it says here she makes $180,000 an hour. And she, no, it says Valerie makes 180000 Is that, she makes more than that in a year. Are you kidding me? Plus she's been on hit TV shows. What's Valerie worth? Yeah, okay. It says here that one hundred eighty thousand a month. Okay, I'm right. Come on now, <laughs> hundred eighty thousand a year. That's Valerie living in a dump. Really living in a dump. There's no way that's happened. Plus, he was married to Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, no. Valerie's got a little bit of cash, but uh, now, but now they're getting a divorce, and he wants spousal support. He apparently, according to this, uh, his personal expenses. Uh, he spends 50,000 a month, 20,000 going to rent. Maybe, you, you know, maybe you slim down a little bit on the rent. $1,730 for groceries. Uh, okay. Uh, $2,500 on vacations. You cannot live without vacations. That's clear. And in addition to other various expenses, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what the other various expenses are and 20,000 in rent. I mean, I guess you can't be expected to live in a, you know, a three thousand dollar house that can't happen <laughs> although it's in california so i'm sure the twenty thousand dollar house is a three thousand dollar house anywhere else in america and i see where uh looks like uh kelly clarkson is finally done with her big divorce with hubby brandon blackstock he was staying at the ranch remember we talked about that and then he wanted uh he wanted spousal support he wanted to live at the ranch he wanted some more money and now apparently he has purchased another home uh another ranch that he you know a Mon- it's not a ranch it's a montana home i guess he's moving out of the ranch because kelly wanted to sell the ranch she's done with it see that's the thing with divorces you're never really done. 
are you? I mean, it's just a, it's just a bad thing all around, which is what I said in the beginning. You know, I'm okay with it as long as it's not me. So I saw an incredible meme uh, this week talking about uh, the fact that it has a picture of Wisconsin and Michigan. And it has Michigan with the Upper Peninsula, which is pretty good. Uh, and it said the fact that Wisconsin hasn't taken over the Upper Peninsula from Michigan tells me everything I need to know about those cowards. Yeah, that's coming from a youper right there. And speaking of Michigan, oh my gosh, it's Friday. So that means it's time for our game show. And we have a returning champion from Michigan. So let's play What's the Lie? What's being called America's favorite game show, What's the Lie? Where contestants try to decipher the lie from our count of one, two, three, four headlines. One of them is not true. Thus, that's where we get What's the Lie? Welcome to our returning champion, Brian Libby. Brian from Cats Alley and Tomahawk Lanes in Raverna, Michigan. And, of course, he's in the lower uh, Michigan. He's not a youper. Uh, hi, Brian. How you doing? Good, Jeffy. How are you doing? I am fantastic. Uh, I hope you had a good week. Uh, I was wondering, I know you're back in Michigan, but uh, did you mail a gift uh, to me? Because that's um, part of the new uh, game show plan. A contestants give oh. the host a gift. It's not the other oh, way around. I didn't know that I, if I wasn't in studio, I didn't think I had to give you. Oh, okay. Well, um, after uh, the show, I'll get right. Everyone on. has an excuse. All right. Are you ready to play uh, four headlines? Ready to play What's the Lie? I am ready. All right, let's rock and roll. Headline number one. NYC mayor defends nuclear attack PSA. Better safe than sorry. Arizona business owner arrested for breaking AC units in employees' homes for insurance fraud. A distillery with invasive crabs is turning them into whiskey. Three men charged in a plot to sell stolen lyrics for the Eagles Hotel, California. Those are the four headlines in What's the Lie? One of them is a lie. NYC mayor defends nuclear attack PSA. Better safe than sorry. Arizona business owner arrested for breaking AC units in employees' homes for insurance fraud. A distillery with invasive crabs is turning them into whiskey. Three men charged in a plot to sell stolen lyrics for the Eagles Hotel, California. Those are your headlines, Brian. Returning champion on What's the Lie? Which one is the lie? Uh, oof, man, I'm going to go with uh, the, uh, the business owner and the air conditioners. You are absolutely correct, sir. Another week of championship yes. from Brian yes. Limey. Congratulations. Oh, Two man, Jeffy, weeks I, I in a row. As soon as the show's over, I could go jump in Lake Michigan, swim to Wisconsin, and then next week I could be right there. And I could just come <laughs> into the studio because I'd be right there in Wisconsin. That is fantastic. Oh. Congratulations. Oh. We are really happy, and we are so happy because <clears throat> really – Today, you have won a brand new... Thanks for listening to What's the Lie? What's the Lie is a city... I 
can't even say it. I'm so excited for Brian. It's a subsidiary of Chewing the Fat Enterprises. All information is probably accurate at the time of recording. CTF WTL I can't believe he won again. <laughs> I got to make some I mean, congratulations. Oh, he's still on the line? Oh, man. Oh, I am. Man, congratulations. Yeah, yeah no. We're yeah. happy for you. Oh, man, you must have cut out. I didn't hear my prize when you said I won a brand new, and then you must have cut out. Oh, sorry about that. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.